Hey guys, it's Jess from JessInTheReal.com and I'm here with my very good friend, Tyler Staffen, formerly known as TSEF. Or I guess you're still currently known as TSEF. What do you think? Do you still I mean, go by that? I do. We don't really use our names as much on the radio, I feel. I feel like we are very JNT oh. live, you know, we are very into that. But yeah, um, I, yeah I mean, TSEF still, still going strong. Yeah, this is like a little reunion for us because when I was in college, I was a senior and Tyler was a sophomore. Sophomore. And we started a show called JNT Live, which was super fun. We actually had two shows and we called them both JNT Live. Um, but we had so much fun and we're kind of doing a little podcast rekindling, I don't know, on air The radio stuff. experience. Yeah, the radio experience. That was much better put than how I said it. But uh, so Tyler now is a senior at Penn State. And how do you feel about that? I'm, it's bittersweet because there's lots of, I mean, I love it here, of course, but there's lots of things that I love. There's lots of things that are not going to be terrible once I, uh, you know, once I get out. I mean, like we were just talking before about exams um, and how there's things like that, like exams and homework, um, certain projects, certain classes. It's a little bit stressful, especially as you get into your senior year. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to not having to do as much as far as that goes. But and like all the senior year stuff, all the Penn State stuff, I mean, that I'm definitely going to miss. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as a senior at Penn State and probably at any college, it's just like you're on top of the world. Right. You finally made it through those four years and it was the best four years, I guess, three and a half, whatever. And you're not like top dog on campus, which is always fun. That's and right. you, you like see all the little freshmen and like the sophomores who are still like learning Penn State. And it's kind of cool to be like the most wise person on campus. Definitely. But it's it's definitely going by faster than I thought. I mean, that's something that you always said was it goes by really fast. <laughs> I was so morbid. Oh, my God. Once I, I got, still am. Once I got to my sophomore year and you guys were you guys were seniors even said to me, like, this is going to go by super, super fast. And once I, I think sophomore, I don't even, not that I don't remember sophomore year, but sophomore year just went by so fast that you don't even really think about it. And then junior year, same thing, it went by even fast. And now I'm like, I'm a senior and we're like, you know, roughly two months into classes. It's, I know. Actually, no, well, I guess it's a month, it's like a month and a half. It's only a month and a half. Um, a month and a half in the classes. It's October though. Yeah, October. Yep. So yeah, we, yeah I guess yeah. you're right. It hasn't even been that long. But so like, so there's a long time left in the semester, but still, it's I mean, it's going by fast because there's so much going on. It's already this is midterm season, so I had a lot of exams this week, exams next week. So it's just I don't know a lot of stuff going on that's both good and not so much fun. <laughs> but we all have to go through it. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, no one's coming here not taking exams. No one's coming here expecting to not put work in. We're all some used people to it might now. be. Well, I guess I guess it depends. It depends. If you're here to play school or not, but yeah, play school—that's a good term for it. But, but no, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying the radio. It's fun to do that. But life is definitely starting to shape a little bit, which is nice. I know. In college, it's like four years of just like a fantasy land, almost. Of course. And I know that sounds bad, but it's kind of true. Like you go through these four years, and it's. You know, you could go to the gym when you want. You can eat when you want. You could go out when you want. You have no schedule. And if you do, like, you make it. And you're the one who says, like, I'm going to have an 8 a.m. class. Or I'm not getting up until, like, noon. And I have a 1 o'clock class. Like, everything or, is kind of, like... Or I have an like, 8 a.m. and I'm getting up till noon. But yeah, I don't, or I don't skip class. I don't skip classes. I I make sure not to. But, but, but the flexibility is definitely nice. And one thing that I've been thinking about this campus after being here for a while is it seems more and more like a resort like you're saying it mm -hmm. because there's so much for if you want to get food someone can make you food you can just buy it like go on campus if you want to go to the gym like there's state-of-the-art facilities anywhere mm -hmm. you go um if you want to hang out with someone 
there's someone everywhere around every corner. If you want to go for a walk, I mean, it's like you're yeah. walking. It's like you're walking around a resort. There's always so much stuff to do. Mm -hmm. You can go play basketball. You can go play soccer. I mean, that's that's the one nice thing that. Um, and, and once you once you start appreciating, I think you start to appreciate it more than more and more as you get older, because um, you realize how much stuff is really is really here. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I love it here. I'm not. I can't complain about yeah. anything. Yeah. This is a Penn State, uh, what's the word? I feel like we're just talking up Penn State, yeah. which is amazing, and I bet other schools are just the same. Of course. So not digging on any other schools, but let's talk about your next phase of life. Okay. I heard you recently got a job. I did, yes. I'm very, very excited. It's a it's a stressful process going through. Uh, it's the worst. Th Getting so a job is the worst. It's, as I, you, get, you get used to it after a while. So it started out like beginning of the semester, you apply to random things online, you know, you may get a call, um, whatever. Then you go to the career fair and that whole week is just the most overwhelming thing in the world. Like for me, I went to one on Monday and then the one on Tuesday, I ended up showing up an hour early because I didn't look at the to time. To the career fair? So I was the second person in line. That's great. That means you get was, to the first, you're the first person at all the booths. Which is true. And I can, I can actually probably, I mean, I'm the company that I'm working for. I actually met them really, really early on. And, awesome. and I, and I, so I got there. Um, one of the first people there kind of just walking around, you know, you have your list of companies you want to speak to. And I randomly saw this organization and it said like math, econ, uh, statistics. And then it said governmental department of defense. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. That's all stuff that that's relevant to me that I'm interested in. And I just went over and started talking and I, I didn't think that people could, I, I don't know. I mean, I know the career fair is obviously very productive, but I, a lot of the, my friends who have internships and jobs, a lot of the times it comes from, oh, like... Someone they know. Someone they know. Yep. It's very connection-based, or I went to this networking event. It's not so often where I hear close friends of mine who get something just purely out of the career fair. And I then ended up working in my favor, even though I... I mean, I went there once in the spring of last year to kind of, like, shop around, but I never, I didn't really find anything that yeah. was was relevant for me. Um, but that's the one thing is when you go to look for internships at their career fair, I feel like, at least with what what I do, I feel like a lot more companies are more receptive to full-time people. And they're really, mm -hmm. like the, everyone was very interested in very, um, like you give your resume to people and you actually get emails following up. It's not just like you hand the resume and then there's like, oh, like we have a thousand people, you know, we're not gonna even message people back. Um, yeah. But the whole process was good, but it's just so overwhelming. It's, it's just, and it's all, like, everybody's wearing the same thing. Like, everybody's in their best suit yes. and whatever. Like, all the guys look basically the same. The girls are even, like, dressed kind of similarly. Yes, wearing suits. And yeah. you have the same portfolio for your resume, yeah. and your resumes all look the same. And like You all study hard. You all have good yeah. grades. It's like... It's just hard to stand out. It is, and that's that's one thing that... I th the whole process is very experimental, Um, and I feel like once you kind... It takes a long time to kind of get it down, the things you really want to say. I mean, I've had, I had phone like a bunch of phone interviews, and then I had uh, in person interviews after the career fair. And the first few ones are very overwhelming and very awkward because mm -hmm. um, you don't really know what to say. Once you kind of understand how to do it, it's not. It are you gets speaking interviews easier. or are you speaking just like going up to them and talking to them? Bo the both. Fair? It's okay. a, so like going to speak to somebody for the first time. It gets a lot easier as you do it. That's mm -hmm. why it's good to practice. Well, that's what I was gonna say. That my pro tip. Yeah. For career fairs is you always go up to the the booth that has no people online, mm -hmm. which are usually like the smaller companies that like no one knows about. Yes. But it's practice. So right. you go up and you can introduce yourself. You can say your elevator pitch and you can do whatever you think will be receptive, I guess. Of course. And then you'll see how it goes. And if they like you, they like you. And you're like, okay, this is what I can do. You nice. know, when I actually say hello. Yeah, no, I, um, I, it, it's, it's funny because you, 
a lot of the times when people go to the career fairs, they look for the big companies. Like there's tons and tons of big brands because Penn State is a pretty global university. Right. Um, you have those big companies that everyone is trying to go to. And the lines are, I mean, 30, 40, 50 people long. Mm-hmm. And you go, sometimes you show up to firms where there's nobody that like, for me, when I went to my company um, that I'm going to be working for, they there was no one in line. And just go go up to and, and go to speak because you never know what really works out uh, in your, like that works out in your favor. Because you may end up really enjoying speaking with people. I like, I, in a million years, I, 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 you know, I didn't expect to walk up to these guys and then eventually like three weeks later or four weeks later, Boom! I have a you know I have a job. It's it's just weird to think that it works like that, but but definitely uh yeah definitely an interesting process. I know it's crazy. So we're actually at the line ninety point seven FM at Penn State. We're using the old stomping grounds to record this podcast, and there is a group of people who just came in. So if you heard them, apologies. <laughs> they're, um, but, they're broadcasting in the other room. Yeah. yeah, they're broadcasting live, and we're just creating a podcast, but. Hopefully you'll still be able to hear us, and we're going to keep going anyway. Yes. But back to the career fair. What yes. I was going to say is that for anybody who's trying to look for a job, the best career advice I ever got was that people want to work with people that they like. Yeah, of course. And that sounds so fundamental. Like, everyone should know that. It sounds cliche, but, yeah. But almost, it's true yeah. because, like, no one wants to go to work and work with jerks. Yeah. I was going to say a worse word, but I refrain Of course. Myself. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you when, when it comes to... Getting an interview with a technical firm, um, everyone who's going to interview with them is going to be, you know, you're going to have a really good GPA, you're going to come from a really good school, you're going to have good good skills in leadership, you're going to have maybe a good career track so far with internships, jobs. Um, so you really need to find something that makes you that makes you stand out. And you, I think that a lot of it comes with um, one maturity. You need to like really be aware of who you are. And not be you. You can't be really cliche because any anyone can say you know I have a really good GPA. I can work in teams. I can help a team overcome. Don't don't they don't want to hear that nonsense because anyone can say that. You you got to spend a lot of time before you do these things. Really preparing and even if it takes a long time, really figure out what is it that is going to get you the job. What is it that makes you a unique person? Because uh, that's that's what they want to see. They want to see a unique person who could shake someone's hand, who can have a conversation. And has the academic background to prove that's that, literally that they're all confident. If you can have a conversation, that's and so a plus confident. plus. And, and yeah. there's lots of ways to build great confidence. Like for me, joining organizations at school was like I, I was a little bit more on the quieter side. You knew her like when I was when I was very little. Um, I very guess, little. It was only I like guess three, three and, and a half, half years, years back. ago. But even so, the, the amount of change that I've seen. I was a very introverted person. Not maybe not introverted. I was more on the shy side. But joining organizations, doing something like the radio where there could be 100 people listening, there could be one person listening, you don't know. You get to kind of get a better sense of, uh, of communication communi- and build yeah. communication skills. So I, I definitely, what people, when people say like, what is one of the best skills that you learned from Penn State? I could say like, oh, I mean, I learned to appreciate math and education. That's, that is very important. Like, I, I mean, I love, I love learning. I want to continue learning. I'd love to go to grad school one day. But but everyone comes here to learn. What what is it that really shaped you specifically? Um, and what's your answer, T. Seth? I would say it's uh it's probably learning how to really work as a uh, as a effective teammate, because when it comes to the real world, a lot of companies are looking for people who are effective. People do programming work and they sit at their computer for eight hours and they type, and the world needs those people, and that's great for that role. But I would say the majority of the roles out there are focused on collaboration. So. One thing that the biggest thing that I learned um, from Penn State was learning how to be a part of a team and be responsible for your own actions within the team. Yeah, that's a big deal here. Yeah. 
I feel like at Penn State, and again, probably with all colleges, yeah. like your professors and even in organizations, they make you work of course. in teams. Yes. Like whether it's, you know, in an organization and you're like doing some fun relay event and you have to work together or like if you're doing a class project, you really have to rely on those other people. And, you know, there's always those people in the group who like kind of slack and they don't really help out. And those are the people who are not going to get jobs. Of course, you you got <laughs> you have to do something to make you stand out um, in what whatever shape or form that is. And uh, and for me, that was just wanting to work well, really in a, uh, I guess in a team environment, and then to continue my passion for learning. I guess that that's what that's what really did it for me here. TSAP is a smarty pants. I try to work. You love hard. your math. I do. I like my math. I like to work hard. Um, Nerd. Just kidding. I guess so. But smart it, people are good. It's, yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, I, I work hard. Um, and when you work hard, good things come from it. So always, always work hard. Stay focused. And even if you don't have a goal in mind, it's not always a bad thing. Because when you're working in college, when you go to high school, you really know the next step is. Oh, like I'm gonna go to like most people There's say. Like always, I'm gonna go to college. Yeah, like a path. I know this is what's next. Once it comes to the real world. Not that people don't care. Like when you go to college, like you have guidance counselors and everything. Like I, my, not my advisor, not once has talked to me about what's your next step, what's your plan, what are you gonna do. He said like, are you gonna go to grad school? Are you gonna get a job? And I say, oh, like I'm maybe I'm looking for industry. He would say, okay, nice. There's no like, you know, okay, you gotta yeah. do this, this, this. It's very like, you learn, you go to college, you learn how to say, okay, I need to take the next step to 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 show that like I'm I'm actually fit I guess for the real world. Yeah, you're a, a human who wants to do things. And I have my own view on that, yeah. which is so I found that in at Penn State and in college everybody kind of wants you to succeed. Of course. Like there's always a little competition with like, you know, friends with grades of maybe course. or like who's going to be president of this organization or who's going to dance at thon yes. or whatever, but it's still like the most encouraging environment I've ever been in. Oh, like by far. everyone's always just like, "Oh, T staff, like you're president of Tetra. That's amazing. Like I'm so happy for you. Like you're doing such a great job." And like there's oh, there's so much support. And Definitely. when you're in the real world, like, and I don't want to be negative, Nancy, but like at work, you just don't get that kind of encouragement because a, you're getting paid, yeah. so there you're expected to do that stuff. Right. <laughs> and no one's just gonna be like, "That's awesome. Congratulations. Like we're paying you a." you know, money, so I don't need to tell you this every day. Yeah. And really then... You really gotta go above and beyond, really. Yeah. Because even if... And you start at the bottom. Of which course. is hard, because, like, you graduate from college, and you're at the top. You're top dog. Yes. You've done the four years. Like, you've been a president. You've been a, you know, whatever. Yes. You've done well in your classes. But then when you graduate, like, you start at the bottom again, which is a really hard adjustment. So for anyone who's leaving college and going to that next step in life, it's hard yeah. And, like, I don't want to scare you, but I also want you to know that you're not the only person who feels that way. Right. Like, everybody has that transition that they have to do. So it's nothing it's, new. It's normal. Yeah, it's totally normal. Yeah. Things will get better. You'll start finding your niche, like, what you actually want to do. Like, Tyler was talking about this path that you have to find and you have to forge on your own. Mm -hmm. But it takes time to figure out, like, what that path is going to be. So you might graduate and start on one path and then decide this is not what I'm going to do for the rest of my life and you got to start somewhere else. Because well, I, went, I came here originally, like, pre-med. I said I want to go to med school. Oh, yeah. And, and I forgot. I took my bio courses, my chem courses, my math courses. And I really just something about medicine just stopped becoming appealing to me. The, the, the classes were not as interesting. And the classes I was really leaning to were, like, my, were my math courses. And then seeing how those really worked out um, and how they integrated with other classes, that's really what was, I think, the most interesting to me. 
So I, uh, I don't. I ended up sticking with that, and then I and I realized the opportunities that there are really in the real world. Um, and that's the thing is with, with when you graduate, it doesn't really matter what you study. You can study anything from like people say basket weaving one hundred and one, <laughs> or all the way to some like you know quantitative physics. like 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 yeah. like mecha- like physics mechanics or yeah. something, something crazy like that. Um, it doesn't really matter what you do. It's really how you approach the process and what you do with it because you could be someone who's doing basket weaving one hundred and one with a perfect GPA and working hard and paying through school, or you could be someone who is a quantum physics major who's lazy, who has like a 2.0 GPA and may, I don't know, um, not do anything outside of the classroom. You're, you're, it's, it's really what you make of the experience, not with what you have on the piece of paper that says what you did, it's what you did to really get to right. the end of the degree. It doesn't really matter, again, what right. you study, it's what you, what you, I don't know, it's how you work for it, I think, right. matters the most. It's the process, not the, not the end of the process. Oh, matters. totally. My mom always says, work, like being at work, 80% of it is just showing up because there are people who like come in late and who like don't show that they want to be there and they don't want to work and okay maybe no one wants to work but at least you want that paycheck and you want to be able to do whatever with it and you want to get promoted and you yeah and you want to yeah, have those milestones in your life yes and some people are just lazy right. and those are the people who aren't going to go far like if you're gonna sh- get a job like do it with all your might right right um and be be proud about what you do. Don't you? It's okay to sometimes second guess yourself because you have those moments where, even like even before I figured out like what I was doing next year, you're like, oh my goodness, like I need to figure out what I'm doing because like eventually the time is going to run out this right. year and I'm gonna need to know what the next step is. But don't don't really freak out. I mean that's not gonna help. Um, just try your best to, especially when it comes to like back to the career fair. Speak to as many people as you possibly can. If you speak to forty companies. And you only get a call from one of them. That, that's amazing ratio. That's an amazing ratio. That could be. That could one to be, forty is pretty good. Well, that could be like you. You speak to a thousand people. Um, you know, or you, you. They say like it takes, it takes like ten interviews to get like one job, pretty much. If you you interview with ten people, like it just because, mm-hmm. it's, it's not impossible to get a job, but it's very hard because you have to. If you show your true self to people, people get a better sense of what you like, what you are, or who you are as a person. And a lot of times when you're interviewing, you're so like you're so like you're so scared, tense. and and it's very hard for you to to really show who you are because you're sitting there saying, "Okay, this is my resume. This is what I've done. This is why I'm qualified." Anyone can say that. Any mm-hmm. really anyone got to be you. That's right. You got to do something that shows something that's off the paper. That's that's the that's the best thing that that I think you could do is is not talk about what's on the paper. You could say like I mean they're important, but you could also you should talk about why those things on the paper right. actually matter to you. Talk about your problem solving skills, talk about your 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 Talk about skills. what you like to do on the weekends, but not go out cuz that's not appropriate. Do some talk about talk about also talk about like having fun too. <laughs> yeah. Um People don't want to. I mean, you want to hear people because they're who, humans. These yeah. people we're interviewing, they're human. Well, so you, you, some people start out at a company and they work for that company for fifty years and they retire. They and, and that's a possibility. You want to when people are looking for you to be a part of their company, they're looking for someone who could feasibly work here for the rest of their life. They want to see someone who interacts. Mm-hmm. You don't like talking to people if they they sit down in the interview and they can't relate to you as a human. Yeah. I and mean, they don't want to hear a robot because you can yeah. you can build a robot to do any job. But the reason you get humans is to get is to have that level of interaction yeah. and understanding and compassion. And that's something that we bring, which is which can never really be replaced by autonomous, autonomous machinery. It's, right. the, it's the sense of teamwork. Um, but you've got to show that. If you don't show that, then you're just, you know, like everybody else. True. That's it.
All right, guys, that was part one of my chat with my good friend T Staff. If you like what you heard, definitely tune in to next week's episode because it's going to be part two of my talk with Tyler. We'll talk more about moving out and what that means in the real world and all the different transitions that you go through basically from college to the real world. So definitely check it out. It'll be a good one. Thanks, guys.